Hello and welcome to The Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining me today with me my guest is Ambika Chaturvedi. She is the director of human capital and special initiatives at Antara Senior Living. Ambika, a very warm welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Rohan, thank you so much for having me on the show today. Yes. So Ambika, let's just dive right into the first question itself. uh can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself what is the journey that you uh, what is the things that you do and your journey till now sure i'll be happy to so i'm i'm sort of you know uh, if they are young young listeners to this i'm sort of from an ancient uh, civilization really so uh, about 18 years of experience now um, largely as an hr professional a uh, mm-hmm. mix of startup large manufacturing uh organized uh, you know organizations as such and of course consulting uh so that's that's been a mix and of course from last two to three years i've also um uh, taking care of a business role so currently um uh, it's a mix of responsibilities between hr and of course heading up you know a product line or a pnl for one of the product lines at antara so a uh, mix of business mix of hr manufacturing startup consulting um uh, organized way of working so yeah it's is 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 basically a mix of all of that never been a dull moment for so long uh, uh mm-hmm. for 18 years now perfect and that's a very interesting journey especially you know with the time you have spent in the entire your history i mean the career history so with 18 years of experience i'm sure you now are at a leadership position so uh, my question revolves around you know leadership so it is believed that a true leader a true test of a leader is defined by the success of its team members so what is that you follow to ensure that the people working with you are headed in the right right direction i mean i absolutely agree with this statement yeah um, i al- always sort of believe that the work of the manager is to manage and the work of the leader is to enable and uh, there is really no greater happiness uh, than to see one's team grow take larger responsibility and constantly learn in the process um i guess couple things which which i as a leader ensure that i do uh, for my team is of course uh, challenging assignments uh, is is one best way i mean on the job training and throwing the baby or the bathwater in, in really the deep end in the beginning um, mm-hmm. you know is is the best way uh, constantly enable yeah so one size fit approach doesn't work um, you know different ways of managing different team members um uh, understanding recognizing that what may motivates one may not motivate other and ensuring that it's little more personalized than just you know a, a big sweep across um and of course ensuring that the team is moving uh, in a right direction which is upward uh, for mm-hmm. his or her career right um and in, in that uh, you know there can be learning moments for the leaders or managers where you have to sit back pause uh, you know relook at the strategy relook relook at the approach 
and to ensure that the team is carried together right uh, but absolutely agree uh, success of the team really defines the success um, of 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 a manager and a leader um, uh, you know in in the professional world mm-hmm. so uh, you know a lot of people are uh, generalizing this term that you know success can be associated with the number of uh, working hours you actually spent on your work so what is your take on measuring working hours of the employees do you feel you know this helps monitor their performance or is it just a roadblock which hampers their sense of ownership i guess personally rohan i've been very uncomfortable with this whole approach of mm-hmm. uh, measuring work hours that's from the beginning of my career uh, and never it this never resonated with me uh you know i always believe that once you sort of have assigned a task or once you're given the task the ownership is on, on automatically transferred so it does not really translate directly into working hours etc and it's very important to trust the team member who the job has been assigned to ensure that the work will get delivered um but as i said you know i'm really from the ancient civilization and the years of experience has also taught me uh you know something which i just you know touched upon earlier on the leadership journey is that mm-hmm. one size fit all approach does not really work yeah um there are individuals or there are leader there are team members in this you know uh, in in the world or in the corporate uh, organization who need a little more guidance a little more structure a uh, little more discipline in their life to be enabled to able to deliver to their best right uh, mm-hmm. and of course there are team members who are self motivated uh, you know who know how to work around the system i think as as good leaders as good managers one should be able to recognize that what is the right approach to manage that certain individual or what's the right approach to enable that individual right uh, if someone is looking for a little more structured approach a little more mm-hmm. uh, you know guidance around uh, you know working hours because that's what helps her, him or her to be successful then that's that's really what uh, you know one has to do uh, and 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 people who are able to deliver you know on the go and do not need that you know constant monitoring and a macro management should be left to their own devices personally overall i'm i'm not a big fan of uh, you know measuring work hours to productivity uh, but as i said uh, it, it, there are there are some some people uh, or there are some team members to whom this approach works little better than the others and yeah mm-hmm. that and then has to be used um, also hr policies honestly rohan over the time have evolved right they're not policies they're more like guidelines right so it's really yeah. left to the manager to figure out how to manage her team um, you know and and to ensure the the outcomes are delivered so that's 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 bit of my thinking on on the subject so ambika here i would you know want to dive a little deeper since you brought out policy uh, into the answer as well uh, what is your take on paying remuneration for overtime since you know the hustle culture has made work way more than what is expected of them and has now become a way of you know instant gratification that okay if i'm working for 10 hours i'm obviously at a very high level versus the person who is working 8 hours uh again uh rohan i would to have to admit not a very big fan of this uh, overtime as as a concept uh, also mm-hmm. in this country it's a regulatory matter it's a matter of regulatories uh, and hence can be one cannot be any organization cannot be casual about this whole approach of just paying extra mm-hmm. because you know you want people to work for 14 hours 15 hours 16 hours so one has to sort of a view this in more of a regulatory approach and hence i've never been a big fan of it uh i guess in a hustle culture a startup culture i did mention that i i do come from a startup culture myself 
there mm-hmm. are various things uh, you know organization can do and are doing to sort of get a better skin in the game for all the team members right there are things like uh, you know equity participation there are things like flexible working hours there are things like enabling culture there there are, you know there's fantastic rewards and recognition um, you know on the spot kind of stuff which which are i i do feel a far more uh, you know productive uh, are able to drive the 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 message far more deeply uh, mm-hmm. than just paying for four hours or five hours you know sort of extra if you're a, if you're an equity participation you know you are a part owner of the company i mean what can be better than that uh, to drive productivity to drive skin the game sort of uh, or just drive collaboration um, in in the organization yeah so i would i would tend to lean towards those aspects uh, more than just mm-hmm. uh, you know over time as 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 one of the levers got it yeah that that's that makes sense um let's talk about you know covid and the recent situation so from mm-hmm. the last uh, one and a half years one thing we realize is that covid is temporary it will go away eventually so what's permanent in this situation is work from home so do you think a hybrid model will fade away the current work from home model we have established I guess so yeah and i also think there's a while there's a huge debate and the nation and the countries and you know the employees and the employers are all divided in this approach i do feel that the hybrid model is here to stay um mm-hmm. than as opposed to only work from home and i there are various reasons for that right when you uh, you know there's a whole sense of relevance there's a whole sense of belongingness there's a whole sense of sociality sociable sociability when you when you come to work mm-hmm. and all of that currently you know gets compromised if you just keep keep at working at home and and are you unable to sort of you know give in to those um, sort of needs which are very basic to human nature yeah so um, i i do feel um, that you know and i am keeping a very close watch as asia professionals across the world but i do mm-hmm. feel that the hybrid um, model is here to stay as compared to purely uh, a work from home sort of a model in the longer run in the longer run correct so uh, talking about shorter run here uh, we have all seen that you know currently with the situation and all uh, work from home has almost become a lifestyle now so communication becomes a problem here since we you know we are virtual and all uh, do you think that approaches like you know virtual water coolers or let's say one v one with your manager or teammates can make a big difference in the productivity here of the employees I guess as I, as I said, uh, Rohan, you know, people are really nudging. Organizations are nudging people back to work. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there is a huge significance of FaceTime in person connect. Yeah, and uh, and essentially, you know, as as we all know, you know, humans are really social by nature, right? Uh, these long periods of isolation, lockdown, are definitely impacting things like. mental and emotional well being and been hearing and talking about that so in my my take uh, no amount of virtual engagement right uh, water coolers or one on one on zoom meeting etc mm-hmm. can replace the value of a one on one connect eventually yeah so uh, and it does settle a lot of anxiety it does settle a lot of other issues which i just mentioned about you know emotional wellness mental wellness sense of belonging sense of relevance etc so this is this is what the was what i feel uh, that you know it has to be you know meeting it midway it, it cannot be only focused on virtual 
uh, you know, uh, ways of, of dealing with these um, uh, or team activities to be dealing with these situations. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, next question would be around this topic itself. Uh, you know, do you think that, you know, work from home should be viewed as a non-pecuniary benefit? that should be preferred by workers who would derive great utility by changing geographies and then you know can helpful can be helpful in increasing their productivity you know there's an interesting idea to be explored here yeah uh, both by mm-hmm. organization and team members you see remote working or work from home has been around mm-hmm. for a very long time it's not a new concept a eh? yeah mm-hmm. um, and in past when you know, pre-pandemic world, it was more like a win-win for both the organization and team members in a certain business context. Now, you mm-hmm. know, there is enough advantages uh, organization has, right, when they when they use remote working as one of the business models, right? They save things on admin costs, you save things on, uh, you know, rent, you're able to attract mm-hmm. talent nationally, globally, etc., and of course, there is a there is a there is a benefit team members derive out of just saving on commute, high rent places or business district, etc. So I I don't feel uh, that it's it's a fair approach or it's a fair view to view this as a non cash benefit uh, for a for an employee per se, right? Um, mm. Both the organization and and the employee in this context uh, tend to gain out of this remote working, yeah. So. Um, I, I I would not view this as a non-cash benefit to begin with. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, you know, it's really not, uh, you know, productivity uh, has different dimensions to it, right? And just attributing it to the one dimension, which is work from home, would be a very narrow view of, of, of the subject, right? It's a culmination mm-hmm. of things like the environment, is a culmination of things like, you know, your clearer goal, collaboration, uh, you know, things like that, right? So uh, this is this this would this was how I would view this, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, not, the onus of that would not be on one party in this case, an employee, to say, mm-hmm. listen, you know, you you tend to gain or it's a it's a benefit for you at your workplace. Got it. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense, uh, Ambika. Since we are on the topic of future, and you know, we have now talked about COVID and all those stuff. Uh, my last question would revolve around, you know, technology, since we all know that, you know, some in, in some near future, technology will play a part in the things we do. So talking about in recruitment sense, in hiring sense, according to you, what are the bright side of leveraging technology in hiring? And then what could be the drawbacks of it as well? Yes, I'm very personally excited about the whole use of technology these days in the HR space. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, it drives a lot of benefits and, and there are very, very interesting uh, things in, in space of artificial learning, machine learning, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, how it benefits is, of course, you know, very broadly, there is a sense of consistency which comes, right? The, the process become consistent uh, when, mm-hmm. when you're using uh, technology. This whole element of biasness, right? The error of judgment, et cetera, you know, gets gets uh, diluted a lot because it's driven by a certain character and not really how how the things are perceived, right? And of course, I do feel that it at, at ground, it creates more bandwidth for the HR teams to do now more value-driven uh, work rather than, you know, just doing the bottom of, bottom of the funnel sort of work, which 
absolutely doesn't add too much value it doesn't add value um, you know to to the business as 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 a whole Mm-hmm. but there are certain drawbacks for sure right i mean uh, this whole people or hr space revolves around use of judgment there's a whole role of judgment in this there's a whole role mm-hmm. of context with it when you deal with people and when you stretch the use of technology a little far uh, mm-hmm. one tends to miss this whole judgment piece one tends to miss this whole context piece right uh, the feeling and emotions at workplace are as real as you know a top line and a bottom line in a business context right so uh, when the technology starts to get used to replace these important elements uh, at the time of hiring or at the time of any of the hr processes then of course one would start to see gaps um, in 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 the overall outcomes yeah so that's that's what i would say uh, you know or, or think about use of technology in hr as such and uh, you know specific to hiring mm-hmm. yeah that that would make perfect sense uh, ambika at this point in time uh, let's say if one of our listeners want to get in touch with you or you know pick your mind on more insights about hr and people management uh, what is the best medium to reach out to you any social media links you would want to mention at this stage So I guess the best way of reaching out to me is through LinkedIn. I mm-hmm. I look forward to connect to a lot of bright professionals, uh you know, uh different industry etc, um you know, and and exchange ideas. So that's the best way of reaching out to me. Uh you know, I'm happy to share my LinkedIn profile is Ambika Chaturvedi is easy to find. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, happy to connect to the listeners uh you know on LinkedIn. Sure. So Ambika thank you so much for taking out the time to do this podcast it was a lovely conversation and a real pleasure to have you today on the show Thank you so much Rohan thank you so much for having me I loved our conversation and thank you for giving me this platform and chance yeah